Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. <laughs> In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, I'm multitasking. I'm talking to you and I'm texting at the same time. My wife claims I can't do that, but I just did it. Good to have you tuned in with us. We are 
broadcasting live tonight from the KDIX studios in Dickinson, North Dakota. This is a live broadcast, unless you're listening to it on the podcast later. If you get on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, you can listen to the podcasts of these programs. I think Brother Duran may have uploaded some ones that he's been saving for a while. And so, uh, but you can listen to it. You, you can just figure it out. You just get on Holy Ghost Radio. That's an app you can even get on your phone. And you can listen to these podcasts over and over. Memorize Pastor Bob. You could do that. You just memorize Pastor Bob. Maybe they can start like Bible quizzing with Pastor Bob. Tell it like it is quizzing from episode whatever. I'm just joking. But it is good to have you listening tonight. And we are, um, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. We're a church that believes in the Acts 238 message and in holiness and righteousness. And we probably will talk about all that stuff tonight. I just want to give out a shout-out to some people that are listening. We've got uh, Wanda in Montana listening. She texted me early today, said she'd be listening. We've got um, we've got a Brother Griffith out in Montana listening also. Uh, One-Armed Dave and Lauren are listening out in Fargo. Uh, we've got uh, Carl and Jeannie down in Texas listening. We've got um, Yvonne listening down in Bowman, Amber in Mississippi. So we've got people all over the place. We've got even people in the far-out place of Grafton, North Dakota. The Schulers are listening in Grafton, North Dakota. Good to have them tuned in. They're, they listen all the time. I'd like to have that Pastor Schuler come down and preach for us at Dickinson. Uh, I just enjoy listening to him preach. I really do. Uh, we've got uh, some stoners listening to us in Dickinson. And um, just what else here? We've got, uh, um, uh, you know what, I just got a few things I want to say before we start the program. Just got a really exciting uh, testimony from a, a young man that I've prayed for, for, been praying for for quite a while. And God has delivered him from fear and just a lot of things that have plagued him for years. He called me just before the show started. I'm so excited about that. I don't want to say his name, but I'm just really, really excited about that. I got a text from the team that heads up our ladies' prison service. They had 12 in the ladies' prison, and uh, that was great. I think we had about 20 to 25 men and women in our county jail service today. That's something I am so privileged to do, uh, to get to go to that county jail and share the Word of God uh, with them. Oh, Jackson's listening from Aunt, Aunt Becky's tonight. That's not nice. The um, uh, Campbells, the um, um, Menards are listening in Southheart, and uh, they're they're requesting a song here called uh, "Rejoice" by Lance Appleton. Do we have that song? I think we do on our playlist. We could maybe do that. That's a possibility. We can do that. Just a bunch of uh, the Frosts are checking in. I just got that text. Uh, so a lot of people are listening tonight, and just text me tonight. You guys, I didn't even get out, give out the text number. How do you know this? Seven zero one two nine zero seven eight. Six two, uh, we've got um, Stormy just emailed me from the Philippines. He's listening tonight, and so a lot of different people are listening. Just I'm, I'm rejoicing today. I believe we set an attendance record in our church. We had the most people in a regular service that we've ever had, and I believe included in that figure were 12 visitors. So um, that's exciting. It really is. What a location we've got. Sometimes some of the visitors come just because we're on the interstate. They see the sign. I think three of the visitors or four of the visitors that were there today just saw the sign on the interstate. And um, 
I am so happy about the location our church has. We used to be downtown in Dickinson, and we had a building that we loved. It was a great building. Uh, had a lot of great miracles happen there, a lot of neat things. A lot of uh, people started their walk with God there. But that building would only hold about 180 people max. And uh, this this uh, building now, we bought the top floor of the Elks building. It's right on Interstate 94. Uh, it will seat um, a max seating of about 500 people. And uh, plus, great fellowship hall, Sunday school rooms. It's 18,000 square feet. Um, we are so blessed to have this building. And uh, and I will just say this, the Elks were, were tremendous to work with in this transition process. Just great, great people there. They moved into the basement. They set up an, a restaurant in the basement, really a nice restaurant down there. But anyway, just I'm, I'm just rejoicing today. Just a lot of good things happened today. A lot of people are texting me today. That is so neat. Just a lot of good things that are going on. In the studio, of course, we have Abe running the controls. We have Connor wanting to learn to run the, the controls. There's kind of a joke here. Um, of it's kind of a joke. It's not really a joke, but every person that I've ever had run the controls is a single man, and they all get married, and they somebody else have to has to move into that spot. And I think Abe is getting antsy to train somebody in. I don't know what what the deal is here, but he's getting antsy to train somebody in just in case. And so, um, and so, I mean, I don't know how. I think we've had probably. Um, Maybe seven engineers total so far. You know, the Tell It Like It Is show has been on the air now for 19 years. Every week we, we broadcast. If you're listening online or on Holy Ghost Radio, this is also on an AM station right here in Dickinson. And a well-listened to AM station called KDIX. It's 1230 on the AM dial. And, of course, that is our target audience. It really is. It's, it is fun to be on nationally and so on, but it, it's really fun just to... You know, we're reaching out to our city. Well, I said a lot of stuff there, but um, you can you can be part of this program tonight. Text me 701-290-7862. Some Woodses in Beulah are listening. Some Lomans north of um, um, north of Belfield are listening. Some Lomans in New England are listening. So just a lot of different people. I want to turn your attention to John 14, 6 and 7. I'm going to talk tonight on our broadcast about something that I talked about in our church service Wednesday night. Um, this is a topic that um, that bothers a lot of people, including myself. It really does. But I'm going to tell you what the Word of God says about it. And, uh, and you're going to have to, if you're going to listen to this program, I want to get a commitment that you're going to hear me out. Because I don't want you just to shut me off right at the beginning. But I want you to hear me out. John 14, verses 6 and 7. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. I would love to uh, do the radio show tonight on verse 7. I just had to read that. But anyway, verse 6 is what we're going to talk about. Jesus made a very exclusive statement here. He said he was the only way to the Father. That's what he said. Now this is really hard to digest. It, it really is. It's a hard thing to comprehend. It's a hard thing. I would say that, that uh, this radio show tonight is one of the reasons that people get disgusted with religion in general because everybody claims to be the only way to God. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you, Jesus is the only way to God, so... 
I don't want you to shut me off. But I really believe that. I didn't make this up. This isn't anything I wrote. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. He said that he's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. Now, recently, I received a text from somebody that was talking about the exclusivity of Christianity and particularly whether one group has the way to heaven or not. And this person uh, was visiting with somebody else that gets very upset when they hear that, that one church claims to have the exclusive way to heaven. And uh, because of that text, I decided to do some teaching on it, which I did last this previous Wednesday night in our local church. And I decided not to address it to the person necessarily, but publicly I wanted to talk about it. Number one, let me tell you, it appeals to all of us that everybody would go to heaven. That that There's something inside of us, I think, that wants everybody to go to heaven. I, or let me just say it this way. I think it appeals to all of us that we don't want anyone to go to hell. Uh, I think all of us, deep down inside, wished that all sincere people would go to heaven. And especially those that name the name of Jesus. I think I'm thinking I'm 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 spe- I think I can speak for everybody here that all of us feel that way. Um I I would say even the worst person that ever lived there's part of me that doesn't want them to spend forever in hell. And maybe you're different than that, but I'm just telling you that's the way I feel. Now, here again, I'm not I don't want you to tune me out. Because whatever Pastor Bob's wishes are on this subject doesn't mean anything to God. And God knows what he's doing, and he's a righteous God. He is. But I think the root of the question, the root of the reason why people are so upset when they hear the exclusivity of Christianity is because it's probably a noble reason. Now, there is also those that want to just believe they can do anything they want, and everybody's going to heaven. But I also think sincere people want to, they say things like, well, there are many roads that lead to heaven. Well, that sounds really good. That sounds uh, reasonable, rational. Many roads that lead to heaven. And, And I will give you this, that there are many roads that lead to the road to heaven. But you gotta get on on the same road. That's what Jesus said. He said he was the way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. That's the only road to heaven, according to Jesus. But I believe that one of the reasons the gospel has been rejected by so many people is because of the exclusivity of Christianity, of what we say. And I'm not going to dispel that tonight. Um, I'm going to make four points tonight on the radio show. And um, and I want you to understand that, that um, I'm going to go with what the Bible says on this. You know, I would like to, just like the rest of you, believe that every sincere person, especially the sincere people that name the name of Jesus, are going to heaven. But we're going to look tonight and see what the Bible says about that. And then, um, you know, it's I'm going to try to do this as kindly and as nicely as I possibly can, because this is a very sensitive subject where Abe's going to play a song did you find that song but that they want okay don't have that song but he's going to he's playing the music off our playlist tonight text me tonight 701-290-7862 
one name. You know, I just made a corporate decision. Abe and I are going to play that. Every every break we get in this show tonight, we're playing exactly that song. That's the only song. We don't have that other song that we got a request for. but um, Because that song, Abe's good at picking these out, but that's exactly what the program is about tonight. Okay, if you're just tuning in, I'm talking about the exclusivity of Christianity, all right? That's the topic. Uh, you can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Number one, Pastor Bob is not the judge of who goes to heaven or hell. All right? That's number one. Truthfully, either way, I can't put you in heaven or hell. God is the judge of that. If if um, somebody died and they lived for God and I in front of me and I watched them, I could witness that it looks like they're going to heaven, but truthfully, only God is the judge. That's true. The Bible doesn't call us judges, it calls us witnesses. We witness of what we know. That's why, and let me just tell you this, when somebody's dead, I don't put them in hell. They're dead. My message is for the living here today. You can do that if you want to. But if you're a Pentecostal, that's not wisdom. Because you're just going to alienate people from yourself. And and there's no sense in that. There was years ago a, a lady we were teaching a Bible study to named Jane. After she heard this Acts 2.38 message, she started crying. And she said, my grandma didn't do that. My grandma didn't have that experience. And I know my grandma's in heaven because she was, she was uh, smiling when she died. And I said, Jane, I don't know where your grandma's at today. But I do know this. If you want to go to heaven, you know what to do. And you need to do it. I've told people that over the years that have told me how wonderful their parents were. And their grandparents were. And I told them, if they loved God as much as you say they do, if they would have heard this message, I bet they would have believed it. You see, Pastor Bob's business is not to judge people to heaven or hell, especially once they're dead. That's not my business. That's God's business. My business is to tell people to be a witness and tell people how to get to heaven. That's my business. That's why we're on the radio. That's why we do this. You know, uh, there's been many times over these last 19 years, I thought, you know what, I'm going to quit doing this uh, because there's so many. Radio is not my thing. It really isn't. I want I like to preach and I like to look at people's eyes and I like to watch their body language and sometimes I'll be preaching and somebody will do something where I can tell they're they're mad at me and it makes me preach twice as long. I, I my preaching I enjoy preaching in our local church so much that I think it's my favorite thing to do. Maybe I don't know, preaching up at the jail is probably my favorite thing to do, but radio is tough for me because I have to imagine who might be listening to make this work. But my job is not to tell you that your grandpa's in hell if he didn't obey the Acts 2.38 message. That's not my job. My job is to tell the living that you need to obey the scripture to be saved. You know, the, um, the this uh, I, I, I spoke about this Wednesday and it gave people comfort in our church because, because you know, I, I can't, uh, you know, and, and here again, some of you Pentecostals listening to me out here, maybe you have a different take on this, but you hang on to me on this program. Don't turn this off and say that Pastor Bob believes in the light doctrine or all, all that garbage, because I don't. 
But I'm just going to tell you that our message is for the living. Because the living are the only ones that can do anything about their spiritual condition. We're going to leave the dead dead and in the hands of God. That's the way we're going to do it. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two, and I may spend a little time on this. Sincerity is not a substitute for truth. Okay? As I started the program off, I said all of us would wish that sincere people that love Jesus are all going to heaven. That would be our desire. That would be nice. But sincerity is not a substitute for truth. Let me give you an example of this. This is a more of a modern-day example. But right now we have crazy things going on in our, in our country. I mean, crazy stuff. Like, for instance, there might be a little boy out there who's seven or eight years old that tells his parents that he thinks he's a girl. And they take him to a doctor, and the doctor, nowadays, because of the pressure of some kooky people, can't say what he wants to say. And so he says to the little boy, so you think you're a girl? He said, yes. And the doctor can prescribe medications to stop the adolescent process of this boy so he doesn't develop properly as a, as a man. This is crazy. I mean, I can't believe our society fell for this. I mean, like, it is absolutely crazy. And And here's the deal, you guys. It's the only thing like this. Like if a little boy would come into a doctor and say, I'd like my right arm cut off, the doctor could say, we're not going to do that. But if the little boy says, I think I'm a girl, it's like they've got rights to become a girl and eight-year-old kids don't have enough sense to know when to come out of the rain. They don't even, I mean, they're only eight years old. They don't have any sense. That's what parents are for. Parents will tell you, no, you're not a girl, you're a boy. Believe me, trust me, we'll get through this. Okay, now here's my point. Because of the weird stuff that's being put out there about this, there are good parents that think they're doing the right thing in allowing their children to make these kind of horrible decisions that will maim them and destroy their lives. And many of these children end up committing suicide when they get older. Now, if you think I'm making fun of transgender people, I am not making fun of transgender people at all. I want to start crying right now. This isn't funny to me. You know, these people aren't my enemies. I'm, I'm telling you, people are ruining their lives. They, they really are. Okay, so these sincere parents who are being fed a stupid lie sincerely allow their children to go through a sex change before they're even old enough to enter a legal contract. They're sincerely wrong. Sincerity is no substitute for truth. It, it isn't. And that's why, even though I respect sincerity, and I think we all should, 
sincerity doesn't tell me what the truth is. Like, for instance, um, Mother Teresa didn't know the lady, but everything I read about her, she was a good lady. She was a great lady, wonderful person, helped the poor in India, um, didn't care about the disease. She got right down in the dirt with these people and helped them. And nobody can take that away from her. But I'm not going to become a Catholic because Mother Teresa was a good person. Because I don't believe that message. You see, sincerity is not a substitute for truth. You know, um, I respect, uh, you know, my family. Uh, I've got a granddaughter that's been living at and, and her family that has been living at the Ronald McDonald House for six months now. My daughter-in-law and one of my baby granddaughters haven't been home for six months. And the Ronald McDonald House is a phenomenal place. I mean, it's one of the charities I give to that's not apostolic. Because they help my family so much. And it's it's a wonderful place. Makes me want to go eat a Big Mac right now, just to, just to support them. But just because the Ronald McDonald's is a good place, I'm not going to find out what Ronald thinks about going to heaven. <laughs> I don't even think he's real. You see, this what I'm talking about today, sincerity is not a substitute for truth. Oh, man, I don't know if I'll get past point two here. I really don't know if I will. Uh, We're getting people texting me saying, can you play uh, a certain song? Tonight, the only song we're playing is that one that Abe just played. What's that one song called? One Way. That's the only song we're going to play tonight. But I'm talking about sincerity. Let Let me point you to some scriptural examples about sincerity. Acts chapter 10. The Bible says there was a devout man named Cornelius. He feared God with all of his house. He gave almost to the people, and he prayed to God always. Sounds like a great guy, Cornelius, didn't he? Devout man, feared God, uh, gave alms to the people, prayed to God all the time. This guy was a prayer. Man, he, he loved people. But Cornelius, an angel came to Cornelius in a vision, and he told Cornelius, go find a guy named Peter, this is in Acts chapter 10, and he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Cornelius was a sincere, righteous man, and God said, "You haven't. There's some something you got to do yet, Cornelius, to be right with me. Why do anything if if you're so righteous? Because it takes Jesus to get to heaven. You'll find out uh, when when Cornelius sent some of his men to find Peter. They told. Peter, they said, Cornelius, a centurion, a just man, Acts 10.22, and one that feareth God, and of a good report among all the nations of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. Why in the world would God send an angel to this good, godly, giving man and warn him of anything? You don't you get you need to get your head out of the sand. There's a lot of good people out there, but here again, sincerity is not 
a substitute for being right with God. Cornelius was was a man that that uh, he was a righteous man that we could put he would he could sit in any church in the United States of America and people would love him to be there. But he didn't know what he needed to do to be right with God yet. Isn't that crazy? Look about look at Acts chapter eighteen. We we find a man in Acts chapter eighteen twenty four through twenty six. His name was Apollos. He was a Jew. He was a disciple of John the Baptist. He was an eloquent man, the Bible says, and mighty in the Scriptures. And it says the man, this man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Notice this. Apollos was a disciple of John the Baptist, and he knew about Jesus but he didn't know about about the new birth. He didn't know about what happened after Pentecost. And in verse 26 of Acts 18, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla, this is his husband and wife team, they heard him speaking, and they took him to them, and they expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Do you understand what this is saying? Apollos needed a tune-up in his doctrine. And I can even tell you more of what Apollos did not believe at this point. But the Bible said his attitude and his spirit was right, and he just went on his way preaching, knowing now the truth. Uh, the reason I can tell you what his spirit was or what his doctrine was before he met Aquila and Priscilla because in Acts 19 we find the Apostle Paul ran into some of his disciples. Acts 19 and 1 and 6, it says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and he found certain disciples. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? They said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Here again, you find good, sincere people that only knew part of the gospel. Acts chapter 19, 1 through 6, they didn't know the entire gospel. They're like a lot of people today. There's a lot of people out there, folks, that go to Christian churches, have never heard about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They don't even know you're supposed to be baptized by immersion because their church tradition has got it so messed up that they started sprinkling babies. The word baptism means to immerse. You can't be baptized without getting dunked under the water. And here, of course, Paul baptized them in the name of Jesus, which is the fulfillment of Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, where Jesus had baptized them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Well, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost aren't names, and Jesus didn't say names anyway. He said, in the name of and the apostles understood that was the name of Jesus. And that's why they baptized in the name of the Lord. You know, there, this, 
I'm telling you, they're all through the book of Acts. I just mentioned three examples of sincere people that didn't know the full truth. Here again, I'm 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 hoping to be in in I, I hope that I come across that sincere people. I respect you. I uh, I admire your sincerity. But if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus or haven't received the gift of the Holy Spirit yet, you need to look into this. Could it be that you're living way underneath what God has got for you? All right, play that song again. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Dickinson, North Dakota. Pastor Bob, I want to say hello to the Burlings tonight and also Gunner, Amaray, and Uriah up at Harvey. And um, Pastor Soberg up there requested a song, and we're not going to do it. So there. All right. We're just playing that song every time tonight when we get to it. The, um, You know, we're talking about the exclusivity of the gospel. First point I made is I'm not the judge of who goes to heaven. Somebody's dead, don't try to get me to put them in hell. I won't do it, and I get accused of doing it, and it really bothers me, but oh well. Um, you know, whatever whatever you want to do, that's fine. Uh, 
I get people that tell me all the time, you think your little church is the only right church in Dickinson. And I tell them all the time, it's not my church that's right. It's this message that's right. I don't care what you would call yourself, but you better repent of your sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, this uh, this you know this doesn't have anything to do with me. It doesn't have anything to do with our church. It has to do with the message in the Bible that's open to read for everybody. My wish would be every church in Dickinson would preach at least the Acts 2.38 message. And that brings me to point, well, point one, I'm not the judge. Point two, sincerity is not a substitute for truth. I got like 40 minutes. Point three, you better find the original gospel. You know, in Acts chapter 22 and verse 15, Ananias told Saul, now the Apostle Paul is retelling his story here. And Ananias had told him, Thou shalt be a witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. And that's what we are. We're witnesses of what we've seen and heard. And in verse 16, he said to Saul, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise, be baptized, wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. You know, in the book of Acts, you will find the gospel plan of Acts 2.38 all through there. Like there are people that don't believe baptism has anything to do with saving you. Well, Acts 2.38 says, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Remission means forgiveness. And then Ananias told uh, the Apostle Paul at his conversion, he said, Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. The original apostles taught that you needed to repent of your sins, you needed to be immersed, baptized, in the name of Jesus. That's the original gospel. Now, it has been through creeds and through wars and through uh, paganism that's infiltrated many uh, groups. Uh, There's been come doctrines that are not in the Bible that are in there that people believe. But I'm telling you, we need to just pick up your Bible, find the original gospel. A friend of mine that is a Jehovah Witness in this area, I asked him one day, I said, could I pick up my Bible and read it and come to the same conclusion you do? He said, no, you can't. He said, you'd have to have one of us Jehovah Witnesses teach you this. I said, that is a cult. I said, I believe that the truth that I believe is right in the Bible. I had somebody one time that was mad at me because his daughter and son-in-law were coming to our church, and he told his daughter, I want I want a um, copy of their church beliefs. And I told the uh, daughter, his daughter, I said, um, well, just give him a copy of the New Testament. That's what we believe. Of course, we believe the Old Testament, too. The original gospel, Acts 2.38, is the reason we quote it all the time here is because it's one of the places where it just specifically says it. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, 
Paul addressed people trying to change this original gospel. He said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. A bunch of perverters of the gospel. But notice what he said in verse 8. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. I've told the Mormons that over the years. They say, we've got a book of Mormon. I said, if it's got anything in there that's extra to what Paul preached, I'm not going to listen to it even if they said it came from an angel because he said, if even an angel comes and preaches a different gospel. Paul said, if I come back and preach a different gospel. That's what he said. Don't listen to me. The gospel that I originally preached to you is the gospel. 2 Corinthians 11. Hey, good to have Brother Fuller texting me tonight. 2 Corinthians 11.3. Paul said, let me, let me just read this to you. But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Uh, Paul said, I'm really nervous about you guys because I think you're going to be easily swayed by false doctrine. Verse 4, he said this, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. What Paul was saying is, I'm afraid for you guys, because there's going to be people coming and preaching another Jesus. Some people preach Jesus as the second person in the Trinity. The Bible says Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. He's the Father in a visible form. That's who Jesus is. That's who he is. He's not a Jehovah Junior. He's Jehovah in a visible image. But there's people preaching another Jesus today. They're saying he's the second person in the Trinity. Where do you find that in the Bible? I sound like I'm mad. I better settle down. I'm not mad, but I'm telling you that you you, you can be as sincere as you want to, but you're not going to find the word Trinity in the Bible. That word, that this idea that there are three coexistent persons in the Godhead is not found in the Bible, but I'll tell you what is found in the Bible. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's only one God. He's the Father. And Jesus said, if you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Jesus claimed to be the Father. The Bible says he's the visible image of the invisible God. And he became the Son to save us, to die for us. So it says, if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, in whom you have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which which you have not received... The Holy Spirit baptism found in the book of Acts, some people think that receiving the Holy Spirit is being confirmed. That's not in the Bible. I'm telling you, I'm I'm reaching out to you sincere. I'm looking for that Apollos out there. You've walked with God a certain way all your life. You're hearing more truth today. What are you going to do with it? Wish I'd have brought my guitar. Now I sing a song about that. 
You know, it's a song I wrote years ago called One Step at a Time. You know, you've walked with God a certain way. You've heard more truth today. What will you do, my friend, with the truth that he did send? One step more. Just one step more. That's the way you come to God. You know, um, there have been people that I have seen. There was a there was an old, um, there was a Catholic family south of Mandan. They had a son named Jim that went in the military. And Jim was exposed to the Acts 238 message. He came home. And just about every member of his family was baptized in the name of Jesus, received the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jim's some of Jim's nieces go to our church in Dickinson. His dad was named Leo, and he was older. But Leo and his wife Betty, they heard this message, and they said, that's what we're going to do. And that's what they did. You see, anybody comes preaching a different Jesus than what was preached in the Bible. Anybody comes telling you about a different spirit than what was in the Bible. He said, or anybody that preaches another gospel. This is 2 Corinthians 11, 3 through 4. Paul said, I bet you guys would believe it. That's what he said. He said, sounds good to you, right? But Paul was saying, don't believe it. Jude, verses 3 and 4, said, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful that I write unto you, for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Let me just bring out a few key words here. Jude said common salvation. They all knew it. They all knew what the apostles preached back then. He said, and then he said, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. This garbage that the gospel can evolve and that we know more truth today than the apostles did about uh, the gospel, that is a, I'm going to use a Hebrew word to describe that, baloney. That's (laughs) That's not a Hebrew word. But verse 4 of Jude says, For there are certain men crept, crept in unawares. People were sneaking in, trying to change the gospel. Okay, so number one, number one, I'm not the judge. God is. We're going to leave the dead people in God's hands. If you're listening to me today and you haven't repented of your sins, haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, haven't received the Holy Ghost, I'm talking to you. Okay, I'm not talking to your dead aunt Sally. I'm not talking to her. I'm talking to you, and I'm not talking about her either. You know, she's in the hands of God. We're going to leave her there. Number two, sincerity is not a substitute for truth. Number three, we better find the original gospel, which I hope I made sense and covered it there. And number four, I should let Abe do his thing before I do number four. Number four, this this will be somewhat hard, but um, but go ahead, Abe. You can you can go ahead and do your thing. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. Um, We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota, and you can visit our church um, every Sunday morning. We have service at 10 o'clock, or Sunday school, excuse me, at 10 o'clock a.m. There's adult Bible study, um, and then there's Sunday school classes for the kids. Um, And we have a worship service at 11 o'clock a.m. Our address is 501 Elks Drive, 
that's the New Life Pentecostal Church. Our next service is Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. If you're from the beach area, there's a midweek service, an apostolic um, service, every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. And that service is at 7.30 p.m. every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. If you're from Bowman, they also have a midweek service there um, every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. And that's at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church in Bowman. The address is 18 North Main. Brother Seth is a pastor there. Um, if you're from Beulah area, you can visit the Truth Community Church. The address to the Truth Community Church is 223rd Street Northwest. They have service Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. If you would like more information, you can call or text Brother Simons. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862, or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Thank you, Abe. And um, I really appreciate all the people that have texted me tonight. Sister Brett's just texted me from Kildare, and I just really love this lady. What a great spirit that she has, and I'm so glad she's listening tonight. We're talking about the exclusivity of the gospel, and I hope that I've covered this to where it makes sense to you, and I hope you were able to listen to the whole program. Number one, I'm not the judge of who goes to heaven. God is. Number two, um, sincerity is not a substitute for truth in anything, and you can be sincerely wrong. Number three, we better look into the Bible and find the original gospel and we better go with that. That's the only thing we know. That's the only guarantee we know that will take us to heaven. But number four, I just want you to know that God is not concerned about majority. As I started the program saying, I would like to think that just about everybody but Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, and Genghis Khan is going to go to heaven. That's That, that would be my wishes. And even those guys, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, I, I just hate to think of somebody being lost forever. That it, it bothers me, and it bothers all of us. And if you're a decent human, it probably bothers you. And maybe you've rejected Christianity because of it. But I'm telling you, just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean it's not true. God answers to no one. There's no Supreme Court that can tell God he's not right. And he is a just and fair God. He knows what he's doing. And I'm going to go with it. I know that majority means nothing to God because there was a point in this world thousands of years ago that the world was so wicked that God decided to destroy the world because of the wickedness that was there. And when he did that, only eight people were saved. 1 Peter 3.20, it says that while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. The like figure, whereunto even baptism, does also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. It's not like taking a bath. But the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
just like there were only eight people saved, I mean, you can agree with God and be right. You can disagree with God and be wrong. But I'm going to encourage you that God doesn't take a tally and, and say, well, so many people are disagreeing with me, I guess I'll change my mind. That's not the way God operates. Jesus said it like this. I want you to notice the word few in 1 Peter 3.20. Only few, eight souls, were saved by water. In Matthew 7, 13 and 14, Jesus said, Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the way, that leadeth to destruction, and there and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. I want you to notice those two fews. Jesus said, few are going to find this narrow way which leadeth to life. And Peter said there were a few that were on the ark. You know, you say, are you trying to scare us, Pastor Bob? Yeah, yeah, I am. I just want you to know that if you think you're in good company because you say, well, if they're going to hell, I guess I'm going to hell too. That's dumb thinking. Why don't you go to heaven and take and go talk to them so they can go to heaven with you? You know, tonight as as I get ready to close this broadcast, and a lot of lot of good stuff. Um, Brother Fuller's texting me scriptures that are you know would go are going so good with this Galatians uh, five seven and eight. You know he said you did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? You know the, the you know um, Paul said if I become your enemy Galatians four six because I tell you the truth. You know I, I'm just saying I don't. It's not about joining Pastor Bob's church. It's not about. You know, I don't draw an income as a pastor anyway, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing that. But you're not, if you come to our church and get baptized in Jesus' name, I'm not going to be a dollar richer. I have no, I have no um, uh, ulterior motive here. In fact, if you're a pastor listening to me, and you're not, you're not practicing Acts 2.38 in your church, just start doing it. You know, I mean, just start doing it. I'm, I'm not... I'm not here in competition like I want to have the biggest church in town. I just want to make sure that we're all following the original gospel. Because I'm going to tell you with God, <coughs> he's going, it's going to be his way. <coughs> you know, the Bible said that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So it's God's will for us to go to heaven. It's God's will for us to be saved. So why aren't, why isn't everybody saved? Because we won't. We won't follow God. We won't follow the plan. We want to come up with our own plan. And if your own plan gets you to heaven, and you come up and find me there, and thump me on the chest and say, hey, my plan worked just fine, Pastor Bob. Do you know what? I, I'll be so happy to see you there. But I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't take that chance. Let me say it one time, one more time. Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises unto you, 
and to your children, and to all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close this program, I'm praying, Lord, that there's an Apollos listening, a Cornelius listening. God, I, I pray that somehow um, that we can break through this this barrier that people aren't understanding what, what the gospel really is and what we're supposed to do. Lord, they, they are going to churches, Lord, that they think they're doing what the gospel says, but they don't even understand it. And I just pray that tonight somehow a spirit of revelation will wake them up and realize that, that they just need to change a little bit and just keep on living for God. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. It's been my pleasure to be with you. I hope I didn't upset anybody too much. If I did, you live in this area and you buy the meal. I'll, you take me out for lunch. We'll get this straightened out. Pastor Bob, over and out. I feel a call. I know in you I can be strong. You are my Lord.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.